What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Overall, with the protected list being announced on Sunday, who are the names that might be called tomorrow night? Yeah, I think if you're looking for a guy to put on the billboards going I-5 in Seattle, ever if you're looking at Mark Giordano, I'm being one of those boards pretty quick. How about that? And I'd be floored Seattle didn't already have him flying in today and have his jersey ready for him, and he's walking <laughs> on stage tomorrow. Good morning, Rod Squad. <laughs> Except this afternoon in the East. I know, I know. I just picked that up. I know. How about that? We're going to have to look into that. I think we're going to have to look. Fun. It's okay. It's it, fun. It's all good. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Rod Peterson Show. We're on the Game Plus TV network, your favorite podcast. We're also live streaming on YouTube and Facebook. And this second half kickoff is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, home of the Seattle Kraken Fan Club, the UFC, and tonight's watch party for the Seattle expansion draft, 6 p.m. Mountain. And so that's the big news today. It's a bit of a bummer. And that's why I'm wearing a Seattle Kraken jersey today. It's the only day I think that you're ever going to see me in a sports jersey here because I just said I'm, I'm not fanboy. I'm somewhat credible here, I would think. But I got swept up in this. It's exciting. We don't have expansion drafts forever. You know, that's why it dawned on me that people are so excited, Moose. We haven't had one since 2017. And before that, 20-some years? Been a while-ish. Yeah, it's been a long time. So here are the picks. (laughs) Except for this. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, uh, where did it go? It's going to be kind of anticlimactic tonight at the Four Seasons. I wouldn't go that far. We're going to be there. Oh, yeah. The highlight will be the company. From Jim Wagner watching on YouTube. Come for the Kraken draft. Stay for the dry ribs. May I suggest a rib off between the Mad Greek and the Four Seasons? A rib off. That sounds painful. <laughs> I know. How about that? A rib off? <clears throat> Maybe what we'll do is we'll tell our server, bring us... Whatever pizza you want, and that'll be our expansion draft. We'll t- yeah, exactly. We'll have some excitement. Brady's watching on Facebook. He says, it'll still be cool to see all the Seattle legends and celebrities call the selections. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to be great. It's, there's just going to be no suspense to the whole thing. And one more. Jason Wall says, Seattle surprise. No, not that. Mike Blackbird says, wish the CFL was having an expansion draft. Again, to quote Forrest Gump, I don't know what to say about that. They aren't. What are they doing? So here are the picks. Without further ado, are you ready? Yes. Uh, This is the depth chart, and thank you, Todd Pinkney, once again for sending it to me. Your top line, centered by Kelly Yarncrock. They took him from Nashville. Flanked by Jordan Eberle and Jared McCann. 
Second line, Yanni Gord at center, flanked by Mason Appleton and Eunice Donskoy. Third line, what's this kid's name? Is it Morgan Geeky? Yes. Centering Bastion from the Devils and Brandon Tanev from Pittsburgh. This is where we're getting into household names that aren't even household names in their own house. Well, we're talking about this in the back and having the conversation. And you know that some of these players, there's been side deals that says, hey, look it, we'll flip you this and this, and you're not going to take these players. You're going to take one of these guys. And that's why you're getting some lesser-known names on these lists. Yeah. They're not going to play. Fourth, not, sorry. Yeah. Fourth-line center, True. They got him from San Jose. Yeah. Twarinski on the left side, Cole Lind on the right. And uh, the extra forward, the 13th forward, is Tyler Pitlick from the Coyotes. On the blue line, they've got Mark Giordano off the flames. This morning, they signed Adam Larson, the former Oiler, at four years, $4 million a year. And then the next pairing, they've got Dunn. They got him from the Blues. Jamie Alexiak from the Stars, the big rig. Uh, Lazon out of Boston. Soucy from Minnesota. McDermott from the LA Kings. Kale Fleury from the Montreal Canadiens. Bay Ruther from the Columbus Blue Jackets and the three goalies are Dreger from Florida, Vanasek from Washington, and Decord from Ottawa. So How about that? This all started, the avalanche started to spill uh, whatever time it was, around 9 this morning. Uh, Pierre Lebrun from TSN, their insider, saying that Carey Price will not be selected by the Seattle Kraken. And can I say one more time, this is for... It'd be easier to say why they would pick him versus why they wouldn't. There's so many reasons why they wouldn't. Yeah. Too much money, potential injury history, or current injuries maybe. But more than anything, this is what sealed the deal for me. Montreal never thought they were going to lose him. They never thought they were going to lose him when they left him unprotected. There's no way. And maybe Bergevin had a deal, has a deal ahead of time with the Kraken that he knew something yeah. because if Montreal, and as we learned two weeks ago, we've got a ton of viewers in Quebec. You people in Quebec have to agree with me. What would you have done if they had lost Carey Price for nothing? You'd have burned down the Centre Bell. I'd like to hear from you right now. If you're watching on uh, you know, Videotron's your cable carrier or East Link cable, or Rogers, you're watching on Game Plus. Write me, 306-840-8777. Were you people in Eastern Canada, Habs fans, worried at all that you were going to lose Carey Price? Because not for one second. The second I saw he was unprotected and that he waived his no-movement clause, I never once thought he was going. Now, you, sir, said there's always a chance. And there is always a chance. There is. But you didn't think he was going. I Originally, I thought maybe they should take him. And I put him in my team. But then as you start to build the team around him, I'm like, it's just really hard to make this make sense. You know, I wanted to. If you could pick and there was no salaries, or, I'd want Carey Price. Why wouldn't you? And you could take yeah, a young goalie like DeCourt. But it's not about that. Once you start penciling him in and trying to fill out your roster, you realize really, really quickly that you just can't do it. You can't do it. It sounds great, but you just can't do it. And logic takes over, and you take somebody else. And well, so they chose Drieger over Holtby and, you know, over a couple other options, Martin Jones or whoever, or Ben Bishop. And you knew they were going to take a young goalie. They decided to take Vanacek over Kakinen, and maybe there was a deal with Minnesota in place to protect their young star. Um, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, Carey Price was a real long shot. This is great. I love, love, love the interactive portion of what we do here and involving you, the viewers, and Habs for Life watching in Vancouver says, in Bergevin we trust. And then in brackets, but not six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. What did our good friend Bobby Marier say? In Montreal, they're either kissing your ass or biting your ass. And they've gone both sides in, oh, in it, six it, months on Bergy. It's like goes with the sun like every 12 hours. Oh, yeah. Like it moves quick. Hey. Bubba O'Neill's watching. Hey, Clint. Says, FYI, guys, the Tiger Cats open practice on Sunday sells out in less than 24 hours. Wonder if the Argos could do that. LOL. Oh, he's got to get the 
rib it in there, or the Argos. Can you guys live stream these games? Even if it's Facebook Live, can you do it? Would you do it? I think we'd all like to watch. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to go to the one this Saturday here, $5 at the door with Raz. Um, so, John Ohm watching in Winnipeg. Wait, that wasn't. Ohm, he says, Mark Giordano to be the Kraken's first captain. Uh, not necessarily. Yeah, he was the captain of the Calgary Flames. He went today to the Seattle Kraken. But let's get everybody in a room first. Let's get through training camp first, and then we'll decide. I always like the team vote idea of who should be the captain. Yeah, Not appointed by the coaches. You get through camp and off-ice activities and all these things the team's going to go through, and then you do a vote before you get into the season. Who's going to be your captain? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something's dying with my headphones. Um, is this is this a is this true? Chris Bird, the Argos fan, says the Ticat tickets were free. By the way, Bubba, are you pulling on my leg? It's not a big deal if they all sold out then within twenty four hours if they're free. Now it'll be a bigger deal if they all show up. <laughs> Jason in Red Deer writes in says, "Nice jersey, Rod. Whose name you got on the back? Uh, Kraken." There you go. Nice. Get you a little yoga in this morning. Number 32. Oh, that felt good. That reminds me, by the way, uh, when I was at the racetrack the other night, I was, uh, well, when I do go to the races with my, our guy, Jared Dumba, the uh, hockey insider here on the program, the last time we went, he was like, there goes Kelly Rudy. Wayne Gretzky's pulling into the lead. Mm. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? It's 11-11, by the way. What are you talking about? And he goes, well, the cars with the numbers. So the other night, that's what made me think of the 32. There was a race car named 32 at the Motor Speedway here. And then the one in the Energy City that we were at, I'm like, there goes Mill Stiegel. <laughs> 85. It makes it a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. That's cool when you, can, when you start to associate all those numbers. Um, but that's what hockey guys do, right? And football guys do that, too, a little bit with football numbers. And, hey, that's the way – when you see numbers, you – I'm sure Jordan sees football numbers and thinks that's Bobby Labonte <laughs> driving around – or, you know, running do up and down Jordan? the field, right? Um, if Cameron Nelson – hey, Mountain Tate watching on YouTube says, woohoo, 11-11. Cameron Nelson says, thoughts on Appleton over DeMello? All I can say about that is, to me, Mason Appleton was the best player left available by the Winnipeg Jets. So if I'm the Seattle Kraken, I'm taking the best player left available at the right price. So what do you think, Cameron Nelson, about Appleton over DeMello? Let's, let's, let's hear from Winnipeg. Uh, it, everybody fills a role, okay? Everybody yeah. fills a role. And so if you've got Dylan DeMello penciled in as a 3-4 defenseman or a 5-6, let's say you've got a pencil in as number 4. But you maybe took Shane Gostaspear out of Philly as your second-pairing defenseman. You can't just say, well, we're going to take the best and we're going to have all these you know, second-pair defensemen playing in a 6 role. Because your sixth role, you're only allocating eight, nine hundred thousand, or you know, one point one million dollars. So it's all about how Ron Francis wants to construct this team. Um, it's not that they necessarily left a better player off the board. It's all about how they fit into their roster, right? He's got somebody else to fill in a spot that you've got Demello penciled in for. So it, it's all preference, and there's also trades that we don't know about protecting players too. Uh, Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg says it sucks to lose Appleton, but keeping DeMello is huge. That's a really good way of looking at it. They were, they're both good players. Okay. And the fact that Winnipeg had to give up somebody that they didn't want to give up is a pretty good thing. Actually, that tells you that you got a lot of depth. I mean, you look at some of these teams, man, Detroit, Arizona, Edmonton, dare I say, it's like you look at their expansion roster and you're like, (laughs) that's what I mean. Pass. Right. Right. Now, 
with this roster, is it striking fear in the hearts of anybody? Really? Like, Seattle's not making the playoffs in the first year, let alone going to the Stanley Cup final like the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm sorry. Now, when you looked at that Golden Knights roster on the dra- on draft night, I don't see a Marc-Andre Fleury here, though. That's the question. Is Drieger committee be the guy? He's, he, got, he played in the playoffs. He had some time in the playoffs. He was, he was really good. Didn't play a lot in Florida, but he was good. But that you're right, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly what we said about Vegas. We looked at that roster and said, well, they got some young pieces, but they're not going to be a playoff team. This hmm. is going to be a three-, four-year project. We'll see what they do with trades. They've got all these great draft picks, so they're going to use those, and they're going to be good once those draft picks get into the uh, organization. Lo and behold, these guys knew what they were doing, and they had good players. And so we might be looking at this unsexy you know, Kraken roster and be like, I don't like a lot of these names. But Ron Francis might be sitting there thinking, you will in 12 months from now. You'll be talking about this team. So who knows? Uh, ba boom Squirrel hair. Two phones going. All kinds of things. Cameron Nelson writes back in on YouTube and says, PEI here, actually. I as well agree with Appleton over DeMello, but also think DeMello comes in at a solid annual average value, and you know what you get. Puck-moving guy who doesn't make mistakes. See? And that's why I asked you what you thought, because you wanted to tell me anyways. See what I did there, Darren? I did. Ah, come on. Chris in Toronto says, from Greg Wyshynski on Twitter, I just want you to mention that the Seattle Kraken expansion draft will air at 8 Eastern on ESPN2, and there are still plenty of reasons to watch. Marshawn Lynch, Chris Fowler, I hear a fish will be thrown. Well, of course, he's got to say that. He works for ESPN. And it was hilarious, by the way, this morning on Get Up. Greeny, he's yeah. like, tonight the Seattle Kraken will pick their team at 8 Eastern on ESPN2. Coming up, Nick Saban. Ba 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 ba. It's like he had to read that, and then he couldn't wait to talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah. Uh, All kinds of talk. And actually, we're going to Seattle next. Head scout in the Western Hockey League writing me, by the way. He says, uh, Pats fans will know Alexander True. He scored the overtime winner for Seattle in Regina. I was there. Thanks. He's, they got him centering the fourth line here on the Seattle Kraken, former San Jose Shark. I hate to see a grown man cry. That I was, cried that night. That was tough. I cried. Thanks. Thanks for the reminder. We're going to Seattle next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20. I know I talk about it every day in the podcast, but listen, we've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say your back, or pain-in-the-ass extension cords, leaning over the toilet. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, welcome back, everybody. Again, 
If you just joined us, the reason I'm wearing a Seattle Kraken jersey today is it is the day of their expansion draft, and I will never wear a jersey. I try to be looking somewhat credible here. But it's, I'm, I'm, I'm getting swept up in the Seattle Kraken stuff. And Nelson Voe is here, our outstanding content creator, big NHL fan. He has pointed out that, and I didn't know this, Moose, there are three teams whose pick from the Kraken have not been divulged yet. Yeah. The Buffalo Sabres, Chicago Blackhawks, and Detroit Red Wings. And I had Stetcher from the Wings and Calvin DeHaan and Colin Miller from Buffalo. So who knows? Mostly we've blown our picks up. Mm. Do you recall who you had from those? No, I had Stetcher too, I believe. But yeah, we. <clears throat> it's not been a great day. In, ter- in terms of not even picks, close, but yeah, that's what makes this whole process fun. Uh, by the way, Jason Wall watching in Winnipeg, he says, I think the Seattle fan demographic may be a bit more versed in the hockey world than Vegas was thus, thus not needing to immediately win to fill the seats. Cause I said this, this, this group ain't making the playoffs, but let's bring in Ian Furness, our good buddy from ESPN 710 Seattle. Cause he, Hey, he shave finally. How yeah, you doing? Wrong yeah. station, Rod. Rod, wrong <laughs> what station. What are you now? What are you big now? Wrong, big, big, I've never been 710. Nobody, nobody works there. Come on now. How about that? I thought you were KJR switched to ESPN. No. Oh, 910. No, no, no. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, no, 950 KJR Q13 TV, but that's fine. That's good. That's, uh, that's all right. <laughs> Is all it right. good? Off, off yeah, to a good start. Off to a great start. Off, off to a rousing start right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Your team yeah, going seven, to the Stanley? I, uh, yeah, we don't like those guys. They are they're they're it's a acrimonious relationship at best. Kind of like I think Gary Bettman has with uh, GMs around the NHL right now for leaking out all these names. So I was gonna say, can we just rewind this? Ian Furness joins us from ESPN Radio Seattle. Uh, hey, Ian, most of this Seattle team has been divulged here today. Listen, who's upset about this? I know I am. Well, first of all, again, not ESPN. We have no affiliation with them. Um, the uh, I, 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 yeah, because ESPN should be upset. I mean, they just paid a, a king's ransom rod for this the rights, and this is their first NHL event. And I mean, it's a gong show here, buddy. It's just it's brutal. I mean, it's uh, they you know it, it's all about ESPN. It's been kind of frustrating for us in the local media, um, both radio and TV and whether whatever station we're working for, because we're kind of just like, Oh yeah, you guys, again, thanks for supporting us the last two and a half years and everything, but ESPN's here. So just, just, you know, stand off to the side. You can't shoot video. You can't do this. You can't do that because it's an ESPN event. And then all of a sudden today, now I, I think you guys said it's 27 out of 30. Is that what you guys have right yes. now? 27 out of 30 yep, players. Exactly. Right. So I mean, to me, it takes a monster luster off of what should have been a kind of a crazy fun event today. Uh, and, you know, because now all of a sudden it's like, hey, from the Calgary Flames, we take Mark Giordano. Well, what a shock. I mean, <laughs> I never saw that coming. Cole Lynn from Vancouver, stunning development that is. I mean, it's just, you know, Chris Dreger from Florida. Who would have thought? Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a really kind of a, a weird day in that regard. Now, I guess, and, and you know, you guys know better because you covered and sure talked a lot more about uh, Vegas in 2017. But there certainly could be some side deals announced and 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 so on and so forth. But I I would just say, and and again, Rod, you and I just from a media standpoint, what a strange day. I, I thought they would do a better job of keeping this under lock and key. I thought Gary Bettman would say to the GMs, "Hey, you know, <laughs> there's going to be hell to pay if you guys start leaking out names." But that's obviously what has happened. No kidding. And from Jason in Red Deer watching, he says, I'm glad all the picks are being leaked. That way I don't have to watch the much overproduced and overhyped reveal on TV. So it's interesting that you would start there, Ian, from Sports Radio KJR. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about this all day, actually, because I'm like, obviously the NHL must know that this is being leaked. They must not have a problem with it. And now the way you say it, they should have a big problem with it. But, But aside all of that, did you right. think that Carey Price would be selected today? I, I didn't, uh, only because I, I just now whatever smokescreen Montreal may or may not be putting up there with with the um, the injuries, the hip and the knee, or a knee and a hip, and it seems like both are being discussed. I, I, that ten million dollar price tag just seems to be you know obscenely high, and you know I, by all accounts they picked up three goaltenders. It comes in, I'm guessing, I think it's around five five and a half million, right, for the three goalies that they have. Uh, you know, with uh, Vanacek, uh, the kid from Ottawa, and then obviously Dreger. So they were able to get three netminders for half of the price of Carey Price. 
pardon the pun. Uh, so that didn't surprise me. I don't think you need a true face um, of the franchise necessarily when you're sold out the first year or two. I mean, they've got a waiting list that you have to put a deposit down. So selling tickets isn't an issue. Marketing the team outside of that fan base and, and the regional market, marketing of the team, I think, is important. So, you know, some of the names I thought they could have gone down and picked up to help that a little bit. But, um, yeah, I wasn't really shocked that they didn't get price. I'm a little more surprised they didn't get one of Tarasenko or Landeskog. Why do you think they didn't? Let, let, let's just go through the roster here because they got Jordan Everly. Yeah. I, I got it sent. They, there are some names, but uh, do you think yes. it just got they, they just got too expensive? Like I, we all did our picks here. I had Tarasenko on it initially, right. and I had Voracek. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, it's up over 100 million here. So, what, yeah. what do you think went into this? Well. This has not been a frugal organization. It's not like they haven't spent money. I mean, the building of the, the arena, the practice rink, they hired Ron Francis a year before uh, George McPhee was hired in Vegas. Uh, so, I mean, they've, they've been not, they haven't been frugal by any means. And, you know, it's going to be a $2 billion investment all in with franchise fee, the, the building, and the practice rink when it's all said and done. So I, I would never accuse them of being cheap or penny pinchers. I think what you saw today was analytics uh, taking over a hockey organization top to top to bottom i and and i'm sure and, and i'm not saying that's a bad thing i know that you know analytics can be a four-letter word for a lot of people in sports these days no matter what the sport is but i really truly think that they w- looked at some analytics and and that's where you see some guys getting picked up that were surprises for all of us uh, as far as you know landis gog is a two-way street right he's got it he's got to decide hey i want to leave colorado a team that can contend right now for a stanley cup uh, uh title as a po- and leave colorado and go to Seattle. He has to make that decision. It's not just a money decision, as we all know in any free agency. Uh, Tarasenko, maybe there's an injury issue there. I think they could have got the defenseman done as well, uh, even with him. So, um, you know, maybe thrown in there if they wanted to truly rid themselves of that contract. So that one's a curious one to me. Uh, there are some names that did surprise me. I thought Voracek from Philadelphia was a no-brainer because he had his best year under Hackstall, and uh, the contract's not that daunting. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of ones that you kind of just raise an eyebrow at, but it's hard because we also don't know what side, maybe the side deals with the next 24, 48 hours that get announced to kind of change it and clarify things because what we see on paper now isn't necessarily what we're going to see overall. Yeah, uh, guys, Darren, can you throw that up? Put the camera on Darren, guys, if you're on Moose. Put that right in front of you because I'm not sure if the camera's trained. There we go. 950 KJR Seattle. We won't forget. Thank you. Yes. Usually I'm, yes, usually no. I'm good. But you're a dub guy. <laughs> You're a dub guy, mm-hmm. Ian, and and I look right. at this Seattle. Uh, sorry, I look at Yanni Gord going from Tampa Bay. Do you not do everything you can do to get Tyler Johnson, a Spokane kid, two-time Stanley Cup champion? That one shocks me. Well, that, again, the price tag there for him is high, uh, and the term left and all that. And Gord's just a better player. I mean, it's just. I mean, I. You know, there is a balance, and when I said there's some things you could have done, or you know, we'll see what they end up doing. If if indeed with Carolina it's Morgan Geeky, you had a chance to bring in Nino Niederreiter from Portland, and you're marketing your team in Portland. Again, there's money involved. I understand that, and they're going, uh, you know, they're kind of going down a road that's that's just maybe his business is indeed separate from the from the hockey team. But I thought I thought Niederreiter would have been a, a no brainer. I thought uh, Ryan Johansson would be kind of a no brainer. You put those two guys back on a line together. They did pick a dub guy in Cole Lind who. By all accounts, is just he's what we call in baseball a four A player. Um, so I, I don't know. I I'm trying to wrap my arms around it. I'm trying to try, trying to look at it from uh, from all angles. They did bring in Alexander True from San Jose. He scored the game winner. You guys well know up there. Um, scored the game winner in the WHL final a few years ago. So uh, <laughs> they do have that. They do have that going for them. Uh, I I thought uh, you know they go Vanacek. I thought Brendan Dillon was a no brainer to bring in here and a top pair defenseman for an expansion team. So and a former Thunderbird. So yeah, there's there's ones that are head scratchers. There's no doubt. Really enjoying the chat, Ian, despite your digs. Uh, that was a painful <laughs> night. Game six, very painful night. Man, this city yeah. was alive yeah. with that. Was, what, an, what an unbelievable series. So here's another one. And I'm really enjoying the discussion, my friend. So people are saying Mark Giordano, automatic captain of the Kraken. He was a captain in Calgary for many, many years. I say not so fast. What do you think about that? Well, I, I guess I would ask you then, who, who if not him, who? Uh, he, he, to me, turns into, you know, from, from what we understand about him, he, he is, 
if you wanted to have or if you need to have a face of the franchise, a guy you can put on the podium, a guy that can, you know, that's going to speak every day and really become that that vocal uh, presence in the media for fans, etc. Uh, you know, if we go back to Carey Price for a second. People talked about him being that guy. I, I think we, you know, anybody who's covered hockey and knows hockey well knows that Carey Price is is one of the top flight individuals and human beings in the league. He's just not, you know, the most verbose guy. He's not the guy that you necessarily are going to put on a podium every day. He's not that. He's not particularly that guy. Giordano seems to be that guy. So I, I would think it's a no-brainer, but there's a lot of things I thought were no-brainers going into today. And assuming that the list that we're seeing right now, I keep glancing down to see, you know, if it's changed. But assuming we know that list, there's a lot of things that were no-brainers that didn't happen. I would assume Stetcher is still the pick from Detroit. That, to me, seemed like the biggest no-brainer of all. Uh, but maybe not as well. But I think I think Giordano is, seems to be the guy that, that you would put up there and kind of make that face early on. Just before we switch to just a couple other sports topics, yep. junior fans are different than NHL fans, and I'm just talking about they're used to paying for $20 tickets. So does Seattle, yep. by and large, know hockey? Like, how are they going to feel about this? And if the team's not winning, are they going to support? Like, where do you see this going, Ian, in the next few years? Well... Uh, Rod, I think it's a it's a, it's a twofold question. One, as far as you know, winning I, it is important. And I think when we all saw, you know, you and me and anybody else that looked at that list when it was made public on Sunday, you looked at that list, and the first thing that came to mind was, wow, there's absolutely no excuse not to put together a team that's arguably the second best team in maybe the weakest division in hockey. That's a playoff team. You ha- you have on paper out of the 669 players available, you have an opportunity to be a playoff team right away. I think it's important for a couple of reasons. I think it's important not because, I'll go back, they've sold out every game, they've got a waiting list for tickets, but we all know that those waiting lists can go by really fast. I mean, we saw that with the Seahawks in the in the early 90s. I mean, it just it, it went away snap of the fingers when the franchise started to suffer. Uh, the Sonics and the NBA are going to be back in Seattle at some point, probably within the next four years max. When the NBA expands and they come to Seattle, that will be the biggest thing that's ever happened in sports in, in, in our city's history. And that probably includes the Super Bowl, the return of the NBA. It's huge. It's the first love here. It's like hockey in Canada. And so the Kraken better be good. They better be competitive. They better have built up a fan base outside of the 17,000 people in the building every night. So I think being good early and, and, and having success on the ice, I think it is important just based on what's going to come down the road. And you're still in a competitive market. The NFL... Uh, is there. It's still the king, always probably will be the king. You know, they'll have 70,000 people every game at Lumen Field. And maybe someday, although this might be doubtful because we've been watching it for almost 50 years, maybe someday the Mariners will be competitive again and, and draw some fans as well. I think the Kraken are already sick of hearing the, you better make the Stanley Cup in your first year. I'm sure they got sick of that a few months ago. I, I Yeah, it's interesting because that's been, I mean, Vegas set a bar that was just unrealistic in some ways, I thought. Uh, and getting the Stanley, if, if we take Stanley Cup out and just saying getting the playoffs and being a contender, Vegas set that bar, and getting the Stanley Cup final was was even more incredible. But they set a bar that that's realistic. When you pay six hundred fifty million dollars for a franchise, as Seattle did, I think you should expect to be able to be competitive and good in your first few years. The NHL allowed that with those expansion draft rules. The question right now that we all have, and we won't know the answer until probably February or March, is. Did Ron Francis and staff take advantage of that? Again, on paper, and I know sometimes it's big names, but on paper, I, I think we'd all agree there's some head scratchers. There's some ones you wonder about. Like, what, you know, I, I, you go through the list. I mean, there's a lot of guys on there that you say, well, what about why wouldn't you take this guy or why wouldn't you take that guy? And, you know, I mean, I, I just kind of I, I wonder uh, if they. I don't want to, I, I'm, I'm being careful how I choose my words, Rod, because it is, it's so early in the process. And we learn this every year with the NFL draft when we do it with the Seahawks. You know, the knee jerk, instant, you know, we're, we're paid. You and I are paid to give a reaction right away. And we're supposed to come up with, you know, an analysis and an opinion right away. And oftentimes, you know, a few months later, you look like a fool. But uh, I just, I look at this and wonder to myself with all the tools and all the things at your disposal eye test, analytics, numbers, scouts, etc. Did you do something the Seahawks were guilty of a couple of years after they went to the, the two Super Bowls back-to-back in 2013 and 2014? In Seattle, the Seahawks had just horrible drafts. But what it was, more than anything, was 
they kind of outsmarted themselves. You think you're the smartest guy in the room, and sometimes maybe you're not. And they took a flyer on some guys. They took a chance on some guys, and it just didn't work out. And it set the franchise. They, they make the playoffs every year, but it kind of set them back a little bit. They missed on a lot of guys. I wonder if that happened with the expansion draft. Did they outsmart themselves being the most analytical-based team in the NHL? You have to wonder, but we won't know them for, for a few months. Love the analysis. Next time you're back, we'll chat. Seahawks. Uh, Ian, thanks for this today. Have a great show. Anytime. All you right, bet, Rod. Ian, thanks a lot, man. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Ian Furness joining us from 950 KJR Sports Radio Seattle. That's the same station that has Fraser Crane in the evenings, I think. <laughs> when we come back, I'm going to take your questions on today's Seattle Kraken expansion draft. There's some gooders. I'm going to tell you what I know and also the newest head coach of the Saskatoon Blades right after this. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody, on a really big day, a really big sports day, hockey day, uh, Seattle uh, expansion draft. Just taking some questions here. Just ahead of new Seattle, sorry, Saskatoon Blades head coach, Brennan Sonny. Um, somebody says, uh, from Michael Heilman's watching on YouTube, he says, Hi, Rod, which Flyers player do you see the crack in drafting? They've already taken him. Carson Twarinski, WHL veteran uh, leaving Philadelphia for Seattle. And Gary Fleming says, Rod, do you think Jordan Eberle is happy leaving a contender in the prime of his career and now moving west to a team starting from scratch? Having not spoken with Jordan Eberle, but have the fact that he's a close personal friend, I don't think he's happy with this today. He loves Long Island has a young family. You saw him after the Game 7 loss to Tampa Bay in the conference final. He was in tears and couldn't speak. He's got this fire burning in him to come back with the Islanders. And now he's not an Islander anymore. And now he's going to Seattle to play with a team that doesn't look like it's going to be very good for a while. 5.5 million, you can put up with a lot. You can. But, but overall, but. but overall, I don't think Jordan Eberle would be happy to be going to the Seattle Kraken. I shouldn't speak for him. I'm sure at some point he'll speak to this. Uh, but that's my take. And we've got more questions and comments to get to. But it's a very big day in the Western Hockey League. The Saskatoon Blades have hired Brennan Sonny as their uh, latest head coach. And he joins us today from the Bridge City. If we can get him on the screen. Coach Sonny, right from his office already. How are you doing, Brennan? Excellent. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, this is a big job today. Before we get into your hockey road and all the rest, how does it feel to be the head coach of the Saskatoon Blades? Very exciting. Um, humbled, honored, thrilled. Uh, you can use a, a ton of different words. Uh, but uh, overall, I would say the number one emotion is excitement. I'm just so excited to get to work, to talk to the players, to get with Marshy and, uh, and get organized. Well, I'm, I'm calling up the, uh, the news release here. It's a top item at SaskatoonBlades.com. The 18th head coach in franchise history. There hasn't been a lot go through there, Brennan. <laughs> Have you looked at the list, by the way, of coaches of the Saskatoon? It's a pretty star-studded group. Uh, I know uh, recent history more than uh, the past history, but it's a storied franchise with a lot of uh, incredible alumni. So I can only imagine uh, further back in, uh, in time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm just Lauren Mulliken, Daryl Lubinicki, those guys, and done some great things. It is a storied franchise for sure. And, and you're... And, so you're replacing Mitch Love. And before we look ahead for this hockey club, just tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, Brennan. You played, uh, played the game, obviously, in the Western League, and you've been coaching ever since. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I did um, two and a half seasons as a player in Everett. Was traded to Red Deer and Edmonton is where I wrapped up my 20-year-old season in the Western League. After that, I did uh, five years at the University of British Columbia, from there, after my fifth year, I started, uh, uh, well, I had coached minor hockey previous, but I, I did a year in Hong Kong at a hockey academy, came back, got uh, an assistant coach job with Mitch Love, uh, 
and Kevin Constantine and Everett and spent the past four years being the head coach of Les Ducs d'Angers in the League Magnus in the top French professional league. So now it leads you to the back to the Western Hockey League with the Saskatoon Blades, and you're taking off, taking over a club from Mitch Love that had quite a bit of success under him. Uh, talk a little bit about that task ahead of you, and what has you excited about this roster? Yeah, um, you know, Mitch is a good friend and a great coach, phenomenal coach. Um, I was very lucky to get three years of of his tutelage. Really, he was kind of like my my big brother in, in Everett showing me the ropes a little bit. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of cut from the same cloth. Um, Kevin kind of molded us, Kevin Constantine. Uh, he was kind of like uh, both of our fathers in the, in the hockey world. And, uh, and, um, and so uh, it, within that coaching group is also Jay Verity, um, another phenomenal coach who's in the AHL right now. Um, so we, we're kind of cut from the same cloth. But um, we're, I'm not Mitch Jr., so I, I would say that um, the competitiveness, the passion, the intensity, the, the culture, the identity, a lot of that stuff me and Mitch are extremely similar on because we come from, come from a similar background and we share that philosophy for what the foundation of a hockey team needs to be. Um, but uh, I, I am going to do things a little bit differently because I'm my own, my own person, my own coach, and... Uh, and so I, I don't think there's going to be a seismic cultural shift, um, but it will look a little bit different. Yeah, well, I can't wait to, to meet you in the flesh and uh, down here in the Brand Center. Brendan, I appreciate you coming on today. Congratulations on this appointment. It's a huge day, and I wish you all the, all the success. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. The Brendan, Brendan Sonny, the new head coach of the Saskatoon Blades. I'm going to get to a sports update here in a moment. Scott uh, Ford writes in. Uh, he's watching on YouTube. He says, hi, Rod. CFL fans tune in to you to get their CFL news because the mainstream media in our country, particularly where I live in the GTA, does such a poor job. Take it as a compliment. Thanks, Scott. And from Mike Blackbird in Toronto says, yes, Scott, exactly. Guess what, guys? It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street when it comes to CFL coverage. And when the Saskatoon Blades call us up and say, we got a major announcement with our new head coach, can we get him on the air? We're going to put him on the air. So if the CFL wants to work with us in daily coverage, that they need to start working with us, okay? So don't come at me. Which Ken in Saskatoon, by the way, writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line, and he says, the CFL in general, not just the riders, cannot market their way out of a paper bag. From a full-ride ticket for preseason games with no preseason streaming option for casual fans to hiding to do business in the offseason, their product on the field is fantastic. The vast majority of players are great ambassadors for the league during the season. But as you said earlier, what is happening in the CFL now? And this with training camps a week plus old, signed Cannon Saskatoon. So to Scott in Toronto, give us something to talk about. Give us some guests, and we'll talk about it. Till then, we're going to talk about what's hot and what everybody else is talking about. And by the way, viewership's higher today than it has been in weeks. So think about that over the next four minutes. We'll be right back for overtime, and you're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and Sports Radio 24 hours at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It's overtime. I don't know what the heck's going on with this thing. I can't. It's, it's driving me nuts. I can't. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm good. Um, okay. We're getting to the bottom of a couple things here today. So Scott Ford, I appreciate him sticking uh, with me. Darren wants to know if you're, you're the same guy that used to run the uh, arena. Are you the same guy, Scott? He says, Rod, the whole crack and draft leaking today is entirely about the media digging and finding things out. The NHL and the team have nothing to do with it. I'm not saying the CFL does a great job. 
Scott, you weren't watching way back at the start of the show in the warm-up when I said I took an informal poll here with our staff. I said, guys, what's the number one topic in the CFL right now? One guy said, I have no idea. And the next guy said, Achilles injuries. That's the topics. Like, what? Give us something. Throw us a bone. And to be honest, the biggest story of the day is all these picks of the Kraken leaking shortly after they were submitted to the league office by at 8 a.m. Yeah. Mountain, 10 Eastern. And then tonight, this big splashy draft show on ESPN2. Let's forget about Sportsnet because we're all going to watch on Sportsnet. But the Americans, they just crapped in their own front yard. That's what the NHL did. Let's just say it the way that it is. Yeah. And the first event for ESPN. This is the first event, and it's, it's, it's just... So I'm glad that Ian Furness came on here from KJR 950 Seattle Sports Radio and says exactly that. And he dumped all over ESPN. How refreshing is it that the guy's got the nuts to come on and say it the way it is? We hate ESPN. And look what they did here. It's funny, isn't it? It is funny. It's good. So I'm just like, if I'm Gary Bettman, I am furious today. And probably wanting to find out how this leaked. Thanks, Ian, for saying it. Because I didn't really know. I had my thoughts. Oh, by the way, Scott goes on to say, uh, CFL, where did it go? CFL does a great job promoting their product? Because they don't. But the media needs to take some accountability in not doing their job to simply cover the second most watched sport in our country. Scott, what do you want us to talk about? You tell me. What do you want us to talk about? Players are dropping like flies and retiring left and right. What do you want to talk about in the CFL? I'm serious. Anyways, you were going to say something. Sorry, you had something on your I mind. I lost it. Yeah, whatever Listen, it was, listen. Gone. I'm, oh, I'm going to lose my mind here. Because somebody writes in here earlier and says the Rough Riders are having a green and white scrimmage Saturday. Is it going to be live streamed? I don't know. Call the Riders. BC Lions fan writes in here. Do we have to be double vaccinated to go to games? What do I look like? Betty in the ticket office? I don't know these things. Call the team. Because frankly, I'd rather talk about the Seattle Kraken and what's hot today. My very good friend, Jordan Eberle, got drafted by the team today, and I don't think he'd be very happy that he's there. What do they say? Barking up a dead horse's ass? That's my brother's term, the cowboy. Sometimes when I feel like, ah, I should just stop. And you're sitting here watching me hang myself. You're, you're enjoying this I'm not immensely. Watching. I would never let you hang yourself, okay? <laughs> uh, should we face off? Sure. We're going to face off for the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw on the Ultimate Fan Zone on will this Seattle Kraken team make the playoffs in year one? Because after looking at this roster, unless the last two picks that we don't know about are going to be Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I'm sorry. I don't think they're making the playoffs in year one. How about you? I think that they will. I think that they will. I think that they will. I like Ron Francis a lot. I think the the culture they'll have in Seattle will be good. I think the fan base will be wild. I think the players will come in with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. And look at what Montreal did. We didn't th- think that was a playoff team in Montreal. But when you get a chip on your shoulder and you, and you feel counted out and you need something to prove, they're all NHL players. If you're good enough to play in the NHL, you're good enough to have success. So I think that there's, there's enough there that they'll piece it together. They won't light the world on fire, but I think they'll get in. You don't seem very convinced to me. But you know what? They got the Vancouver Canucks in their division. And if that's the Pacific Division, which includes Death Valley, that's California, Anaheim, L.A., and San Jose, all who missed the playoffs the last Mm -hmm. couple of years. I just made your argument for you. You did. You're welcome. Wink, wink, wink. Face-off is for the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw. Don't want to dine in? The takeout window is now open and delivery is available. Head to the madgreekeatery.com today to check out their menu. And for the ultimate fan zone, shipping Canada-wide. Get official team gear right to your door. Visit ultimatefanzone.ca today. Can I say your number one source for Seattle Kraken merchandise? 
<laughs> Let me just get in a couple here. Jonathan Kinder's watching in Saint in Kansas City, Missouri. Or as Donald Trump would say, Kansas City, Kansas. He says yes, because the Pacific Division is weak. Uh, Jennifer Illingworth says, Ebbs will always have a home in Edmonton, but I do feel bad for him to come so close. Um, (laughs) From EGA on YouTube, the Rod Peterson Show is the go-to for any and all sports news, a prominent source. If it wasn't for Mr. Peterson and company consistently promoting the CFL and Rough Riders, where would we be? Nothing. I'm a hockey guy first. That's what's in my DNA. It's like breathing to me. So guess what? If I had a choice, I'm going to talk hockey 24-7, 365, eight days a week. There you go. Uh, Darren Workman in Salt Lake City. The CFL needs to work on transparency in a big way if they expect single game betting to generate big money for them. Injury reporting is huge in setting point spreads. Books won't set betting lines without it. And from Wayne in Victoria, B.C., Rod, your brother has quite the vocabulary. (laughs) Actually, no, he doesn't. He just regurgitates the same few things all the time. They just happen to be really good. Okay, Moose, what do you got? Oh, boy. Um, Pinkney said, listen, don't get worked up. Just think ribs and pizza. Om. Om. Ribs and pizza tonight. We're still having the watch party. Oh, yeah. Nelson, you coming? Yeah, at the Four Seasons Sports Palace tonight, 6 p.m. Mountain. Uh, Jonathan Kinder in Missouri. I wish someone in the United States would cover hockey like you do. Well, you'll always have us. (laughs) See you tomorrow at uh, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain. There you go on KJR. (laughs) Nerds! Nerds! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.